Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Dr. Cohen. Are we live? We are live with Gross Anatomy Podcast, where we explore the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it pertains to pop culture, meaning books, movies, TV, and the world around us. And, 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 you and are? I'm Dr. Jason Cohen, and this is 2022, and you are, and you are, Lauren Taylor, and this is, Gross Anatomy 2022. 2022. Gross Anatomy 2022. How many, how many years have we been doing this? 14 years now? It's going, it's going to be our 15th year. 15th year of podcasting. Mm-hmm. We were the first podcast ever. Right. We got sued actually for, you know, someone had the rights to podcasting, but we won that. Right. And we're the champions, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But interestingly, how long has podcasting been around? Um, that was actually the thing. That's why I made that joke. Cause like Mark Barron, who does um, WTF podcasts, like he was sued. Some of the bigger guys were sued. Because someone said they had like the copyright to podcasting. And I guess it just went away because I never heard anything about it. Because it's ridiculous that you can't record your own voice and nobody owns that. Right. I believe it or not, some people claim that podcasts have been around since the 80s, 1980s. That could be right. But in terms of podcasts becoming popular? I'd say 2015, 2010. Not, I don't even think that long. Do you think it's that? I think maybe five to seven years. Yeah. So I'd go with like 2015. I think, I mean, podcasts that became popular were like serial, like murder podcasts. Like those, I mean, yeah. Right. And, and Dr. Death, been, those are all within the last five right. years. And we've been doing this. Are we, are we, have we hit the three year mark yet? Yes. We, I think, I think we are just at it. We have to have a, a birthday party then for Gross okay. Anatomy. I'll fly me to LA. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Okay. There you go. Are people allowed to come to your office or no? What do you mean, people? You? You could come anytime. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know how yeah. doctor's offices were handling things. I mean, I know you have to wear a mask, but I didn't know if you could have visitors. It's my office. I'm handling it however I want to. There you go. There, however you want. That's the fighting spirit. Exactly. How... Are you planning on being back in LA anytime soon? No, but I mean, eventually I will plan on that and we will do something. I'll come to your office. And there you go. The reunion episode. We have to do a birthday episode. Reunion slash birthday episode. We did one year you brought cupcakes. I remember that was fun. I did. I did. And I had the first year and I had a one balloon but you said it looked too phallic and I thought the same thing. So I didn't take a picture with it. I don't remember that. <laughs> I thought it in my head, but I was like, maybe it's just me. This one looks like not the best photo. I don't remember. I don't even know what you're talking about, Lauren. I think you're making that up. No, I got a one balloon. We both agreed. It just looked weird. Really? You know what? We almost are at the three year mark. So I think we have to look for when our first podcast aired because we went live on Instagram in February of 2019. So in terms of our Instagram, we're almost three years old, which is interesting. Ooh, that would wow. be fun. Yeah. I okay. wanted to talk about in the news stuff going on this week. So what's going on this week, Lauren? Well, the sad news, but 
good in a way because it brought everyone together talking about uh, Betty White was that Betty White died at age 99, like a week before she was about to be a hundred. Right. Is I, it, you know, when you hear that and you get sad, is that really sad? I mean, she lived to 99, which is amazing. So I don't know what's sad about it other than the fact that, yeah, you know, she died, but holy moly, that's celebratory. She lived to 99. She had this amazing full life. She was a talent. She was a pistol. She was wonderful, you know? Right. I guess that's the thing. Like people will miss her and right. they just miss in general people being as cool, funny as her. Like, I feel like you don't see that anymore. You see people just being hostile and angry, but she was just always like on it. So I think people just more like they're nostalgic for her. Right. It's, it's a nostalgia thing. Cause I, I, as I miss hanging out with her. I mean, we used to have a lot of fun together when she and I hung out. So, so that's what I'm sad about. But other than that, that would be amazing. It said, uh, so she always had this thing for Robert Redford. And before her death, Betty White said that she was still crushing on Robert Redford. And she goes, I've heard Ryan Reynolds can't get over his thing for me, but Robert Redford is the one. So she always had a crush on Robert Redford. Like even um, on her 97th birthday, apparently she was asked if there's anything she still wanted to do. And she replied, uh, Robert Redford, which is just hilarious and awesome. So when she died, he wrote that Betty lived life devoted to her craft and her love of animals. She made us all laugh, including me. I had a crush on her, too, which I thought was uh, cute. That's cute. You know, it's funny. Uh, when I think of Robert Redford, I think of Paul Newman. Paul Newman, Robert Redford, they were in a lot of movies together. They had this mm-hmm. bond. And my, my mom, talking about Betty White and Robert Redford, my mom had this thing for Paul Newman. My mother loved Paul Newman and growing up in New York City, for whatever reason, we used to see him on the street all the time. We Not all the time, but at least a half dozen to a dozen times we'd be walking by on the street and Paul Newman would be walking by us. And my mother, I still remember, would get so silly and giddy and ridiculous and girly Anytime we would pass Paul Newman, it was the funniest thing. She just had this ridiculous thing for Paul Newman. You know, she was this super cool, amazing woman. But yet Paul Newman would pass by and she would get ridiculous. I I get that. I mean, obviously, I never met him. But just watching Cool Hand Luke, like, I get that. He's a movie star. He's gorgeous. Yeah, he's a movie star. uh, Did she ever introduce herself or she's too shy? I don't know. She may have. I don't, that I don't remember. I, I would have to ask my older sister if she ever tried to talk to Paul Newman. But it reminds me of the time my mother ran this, was the Judaic Studies director of a, of a preschool in New York City on the West Side. So she told me how one time Kevin Klein, the actor, came. I don't know if he still is with Phoebe Cates, but he and Phoebe Cates were a couple. and they came to look at the school and my mom was so nonchalant about meeting Phoebe Cates and Kevin Klein. And she just told us offhand, Oh, you know, they came to talk to them, blah, blah, blah. But yet Paul Newman, she just was ridiculous. I think they're both great, but I think in her situation, I would feel the same about Paul Newman. Yeah, I think so. I would too. I have to admit Paul Newman was hot. 
Yeah, but and apparently Betty White never met Robert Redford because she said if she did, she'd faint. So she apparently it was too much for her to. I'm sure he would have loved to meet her. Yeah, that's cute. That is cute. Um, but then it said, uh, I guess the only man for her was Alan Ludden. And he was like famous for the show, The Password, that was on from 1961 to 1980. Did you ever watch it? I don't think so. Or if I did, I don't remember it. Apparently he was an actor too, but he died at 63 from stomach cancer, Mm. which is just sounds terrible and painful. And uh, that he slipped into a coma from calcium intake. He was given to treat his cancer. So I just said, like, have you heard of that? Calcium being used to, I didn't understand that when I read it. Uh, Well, I, I I don't think calcium is given to treat cancer, but having too much calcium could definitely cause altered mental status. Um, and if your calcium is really high, you could kind of go, go out of it totally. In fact, it's one of the surgeries I do a lot of. Some patients have, uh, we have these four glands in our neck called the parathyroid glands, uh, two on either side of the thyroid, and they control our calcium in our body. And so I, one of the surgeries I do the most of, and I've done more than most people in the country, uh, sometimes one, two, three, or all four of their glands get overactive. And when that happens, patients' calcium in their bloodstream goes up. And when it's drastic, a patient will come in totally out of it, you know, seeming comatose-like because their calcium is too high from parathyroid. And then it's an emergency, which is rare, that we then have to do surgery on them to remove the abnormal parathyroid glands, which which is one of my favorite things to do. So, but I, I don't know I haven't heard of someone getting calcium to treat cancer. I wonder. Well, that was, that was in 1981. So maybe he was doing some kind of experimental treatment. I don't know. Or maybe some of the chemos that I don't know were calcium based. And that's, I don't know. I'm not sure. That could, that could be it. But what, so what are the signs and symptoms of stomach cancer? Unfortunately, a lot of times finding that a lot of abdominal cancers, finding them out are usually later stage when they get found out, uh, and it could be a blockage, you know, you could present with nausea and vomiting or inability to eat or pain after eating, or sometimes pain without eating. And those are some of the signs and symptoms. It's usually pain or nausea and vomiting and inability to, to keep food down. Um, speaking of obstruction, another in the news item, I didn't know this, but the Brazilian president, apparently he was stabbed three years ago when he was like running or running for the presidency. And um, he was just hospitalized for abdominal, he had abdominal pain and an intestinal obstruction from the stabbing, which can you explain that to me? I don't understand how it could still be obstructed or like what could happen. Apparently he was stabbed. He was wearing a a bulletproof vest, but someone stabbed him under the vest. So it must've been like right in the gut. I don't know. Yeah. So anytime anybody gets cut, any cut causes a scar. doesn't matter where or what. So when someone has surgery on their abdomen, for whatever reason, inside their abdomen, they're getting cut and we're handling their intestines or organs or whatever, and scar tissue is going to form. Especially if someone has an emergency surgery, especially if someone got stabbed and had to have stuff done to their intestines, let's say. So there's a chance of scarring and that scarring could be scarred in 
and not ever cause any problems. But sometimes that scar tissue, for whatever reason, maybe you eat too much, too fast, or or some inflammation happens, or it's kind of been slowly brewing, it causes the intestines, which are basically like a giant hose, to twist in a funny way. And okay. if it's twisted in a funny way, the hose gets blocked, and that's an obstruction or a blockage. And often, if you just rest the intestines, sometimes it'll kind of just calm down on its own and things will start opening up again. Kind of like rest, like literally lay flat. No. So you go, you go into the hospital and you starve. You, you don't eat or drink anything and you just go on intravenous fluids and time and wait to see if it just kind of starts slowly opening up that twist kind of untwists but sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it's an emergency and you have to take the patient to the operating room to untwist it. Or And, and if you wait too long and it's twisted, just like people could have a heart attack, you could have an intestine attack because because of the fact that it's twisted, it starts losing its blood supply and can turn into an emergency. And we do a lot of those surgeries. We see a lot of those surgeries. And are they usually like, so it could be from any kind of scarring. So it's not usually from stabbing that you see this. Any kind of surgery. So someone could have, a cesarean section after a baby, and that might cause scar tissue years later, and you could have a blockage. You could have an appendicitis. You could have pretty much anything. So what if you had like multiple stabbings? Can you have multiple like blockages like at the same time? Is that something that can happen? Definitely. Multiple stabbings or even if someone had like a big surgery, what could happen is that scarring could be Sometimes someone has minor scarring and you operate and it's easy, but sometimes you go in there and it's kind of like just everything is caked in and you're unable to easily sort through everything. And it's kind of like chipping through ice or chipping through concrete to get through and unblock everything. Wow. That sounds very complicated. Apparently the Brazilian president, I guess he got lucky because he didn't have to have surgery. They just said doctors inserted a nasogastric tube. A nasogastric tube or an NG tube, which is basically really uncomfortable. I don't think I would be able to tolerate it. They put a tube, which is about the diameter of, it's smaller than your pinky for sure, but it's, it's probably bigger than a pencil, the diameter. And, but it's, but it's flexible. And it's this long plastic tube that goes down the nose. You goop, you use a lot of goop and the lubricant, you put it down the nose and it goes in the back of your throat, down into your esophagus, into your stomach, and it sucks out all the intestinal juices to try to avoid, just like just like an accident on the highway, rather than letting more cars keep going and keep going, they close the road so no more cars go. And that's what the nasogastric tube does is it in addition to preventing more stuff from going down there, it hopefully starts pulling the cars back so that the cars at the crash will hopefully be able to start going in the forward direction. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. When I read that, I had, that's not what I thought that did. That's okay. Yeah. I've got and it, it also, and it, the main thing it does is it decompresses the stomach, which gets distended. And so that hopefully you're not throwing up continuously too. So you'll feel better also. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I guess he's feeling better. Oh, the other big news item is uh, that Elizabeth Holmes trial. She was the founder of biotech company Theranos. 
that was supposed to be this revolutionary company, but turned out to be all smoke and mirrors, basically. And uh, just for reference for people that don't know, she uh, she was behind the marketing of a modernized blood test. It was like this alleged billion dollar company that can run any commercially available blood diagnosis with a finger prick. Remember? Yeah, we did. I did. We just. I, I remember watching at least three quarters of the of the documentary did you did we watch it did we discuss her I listened, yeah we did and uh, I listened to the podcast and then I watched the documentary thinking it was going to be different so we could talk about it but the podcast was actually um, a lot better yeah the documentary was kind of weird I thought yeah, she was kind of weird she was definitely kind of weird she was and apparently at the trial she you know she's been married since then and she has a baby and like she's just presented herself totally different than the documentary um but the jurors reached a verdict and uh she was found guilty on four counts of wire fraud which uh faces a maximum of 20 years in prison per charge but Hmm. likely to be served concurrently so she could get up to 20 years in prison basically you know thinking about it is definitely just too good to be true and and it's amazing how she was able to kind of dupe everybody with just smoke and mirrors and everybody, she had this huge factory and, and, and warehouse or whatever office space and, and people were giving her money left and right. I mean, she was really smart, still is really smart and kind of like seemed like a disciple of Steve jobs. You know, she wore the same kind of Mm -hmm. outfit he wore with the black turtleneck thing. It's amazing what people want to believe, you know, if you want to believe something, you believe it. I, I'd love to have her as a salesperson, you know, working for us. That's so that's the thing. So, she was, she was going to serve time, which I think is right. I mean, if there's going to be a, if we're going to convict people of fraud, this is obvious fraud. It seems pretty cut and dry to me, but a doctor um, wrote like a, a think piece to like NBC news. And I read it and he was, he was mad. She didn't get more. He was mad that she wasn't convicted for the patients. Like he thinks she should be uh, on trial for reckless endangerment because those blood tests were actually used at one point. That's what people forget. Like in a Walgreens, like people use them. And one guy was told he had HIV that didn't have HIV. Can you imagine? Wow. I didn't before? know they were using it. They were using it. Yeah. So that wasn't, I don't think that was like part of the trial. Like, I don't know why that wouldn't be part of the trial, but this doctor was upset that more wasn't done for the patients. I mean, I think it was used for such a small time and those patients ended up getting, you know, other tests. So they were okay. But Another, he said, was like a pregnant woman who had an ectopic pregnancy, but it didn't say that, you know, so she could have died. Um, It's just a dangerous thing that she did that she said worked and it didn't work. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. It's definitely amazing. He was also referencing how like doctors can be sued for malpractice. And he said some radiologist was sued and for $16 million. Wow. Yeah. For not diagnosing someone who had lung cancer correctly. And they won that verdict. That bothers me, I must tell you, though. That Well, I think it bothers him, too. So he's like, how could doctors be sued for malpractice for this much? And then she should get away with that. You know, we talked on our last episode about what, what entertainment we're excited about. I also just read that Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway are going to be in a show about the WeWorks uh, founders. Uh, uh, a, a mini, I don't know if it's a single movie or like a, a Netflix kind of movie or a mini series about, about WeWorks, the, the two founders. Oh, the right. team. I so I'm excited. 
I'm excited about that. That's another kind of fraud situation. Similar it's not fraud. I really, I know a lot less about that. So I'm in, more interested. I, I want to watch it. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. You know, they definitely overextended and were big dreamers and kind of nutty and crazy too. So I, I don't know if it was so much fraud or just a business that just boom, just failed, that 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 went bust. I'm not sure. But I, I definitely want interesting characters too. So I'm excited so I definitely want to watch that. No, I definitely want to watch that too. And I did not know that was a thing that was coming out. So uh, now I'm excited about it too. But that's what they were saying, like in all the articles I read about this Elizabeth Holmes trial was that this should be a wake up call for like Silicon Valley and like investors. But who knows if it will be? Because like you said, those people are like big dreamers. Some of them bet big and they win really big and they have the money to lose. But like the thing that she did was actually mess with like patients' lives. Like this I mean, if a journalist hadn't like exposed this, how far would this have gone? Yeah, I imagine yeah. doctors would have shut it down eventually. I mean, like my well, patient. Well, the question have- is, is you know, might she have, you know, figured it out and would have come out as a genius, right? Had had she had more time and you know a few more years without people realizing, is it possible she might? You know, she was just yeah. If she of- did it the right way and didn't go to market and didn't tell people that she had like, you know, the contracts that she didn't have. But then people went to giving her that money. So who? Right. You know? But that's fraud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So so that's what happened with that. Um, that's all I got in the news, though. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you about a show I'm watching. It's called Station Eleven. It's really dark. It's on HBO Max. And I love it. And it's from one of the writers of an HBO show that was really dark called The Leftovers. So that's my recommendation for the week. What's Station Eleven? It's it's a show. It, well, it's based on a book, but it's a it's a show on HBO Max, and it's <laughs> I didn't want to watch it at first because it's kind of about the end of humanity. So it's like a weird time to watch it when we're having a pandemic. Everyone dies of a flu, pretty much. Oh, for, I think I may have heard about it, but it's good. But there's more to it than that. It's got a lot of twists, and I really like it. Okay, cool. Well, my little gross anatomy part of gross anatomy just to share oh yes is, i want to hear this sorry I is forgot. that last night the the joys of being an on-call surgeon sometimes you get to do some weird wacky stuff so there was a patient who had quote taken a dare to put something up his butt and finally days later the patient decides now the patient can't poop and isn't unable to poop it out their butt. So we had to take the patient to the operating room to try to get it out with the patient under anesthesia. And I put these heavy duty gloves and gown on, and I'm not exaggerating, I had my entire fist up to my mid forearm, uh, up the patient's rectum, trying to get the thing out, but it was tubular without like a good edge and we couldn't get it out. My partner and I tried, we put a scope up there and we wound up actually having to open up the patients. And then we tried to go in laparoscopically with scopes and cameras to see if we could use instruments to push it out. But our fear was it was such a big thing in the lumen, in the tube of the colon that we were worried we'd break, we'd make holes in the colon. So we actually had to open up the patient's abdomen to, and then from above, my partner was able to kind of milk it down and squeeze it down. And I went back transanally and was able to pull the thing out. 
and it was like a dry shampoo bottle, a Dove dry shampoo bottle. So the patient's rectum smelled amazing, and I sprayed <laughs> some on myself. No, but uh, it's just it's just an interesting job I have of being, so being interesting. Why do people do these crazy dares, these crazy things? Because they can. It's like that poor teenager that ate a snail on a, a dare and ended up going into a coma and dying because of uh, whatever whatever lives in a snail. Is that a real thing or is that an urban legend? No, that's a real thing. Ooh, that's interesting. Like I thought, isn't that called escargot? No, I don't know. He what he ate was not supposed to be eaten. So people should be careful what they eat and what they put up their butt. Definitely. I, I yes, definitely be careful about what you <laughs> eat and what you put up your butt. I agree, Lauren. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm, the, I'm glad the patient's okay. Patient's okay. Patient's okay. But had to get an operation, a big operation. Not good. No, no. All right. Well, there do you end with anything you're watching? Anything, uh, anything, any recommendations you got for our audience this week? I still really want to see licorice pizza. That's, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. Interestingly, on my flight home from Colorado, a person sitting in front of me was watching on his laptop, The Matrix. So I kind of was watching it without listening to part of the new Matrix movie. Um, but I, I don't have a sense of it. Did you watch <laughs> The Matrix? That's um. They kept playing uh, this movie on the airplane once. Like I guess I was going back and forth somewhere, and it was a. Uh, he's not that. He's just not that into you or something. It's just like yeah. a horrible movie with all these stars I never wanted to watch. So I kind of watched it the same way, like where I just like kind of looked over people's shoulders, like reading their lips. I was like, this looks bad. Right. That's a cute. Uh, something's cute about that movie. I because I, I think I've seen that. I don't know. I don't know either. I wasn't interested enough, but I, I have watched movies that way. And there's and there's 2022 taken off to a beautiful start. Excited for our upcoming guests this year. And guests, we're going to have guest hosts possibly this year as well. Yep. So stay tuned, everyone. Stay tuned, everybody. Thanks for listening and viewing and commenting and do all that stuff. And, and hang in there and stay safe. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.